0: Hey, babe. I'm sorry I was such a douche.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Liam from Broken Hour Events talking to you on the second podcast episode. So, uh, first off, before we start, I'm going to basically try to say the word basically a lot less. So, basically, if I say it, I'm going to try to catch myself, and this is going to be the last basically I'm going to try to say. But yeah, it was my first podcast, and hopefully I'll be improving every time I do it, basically. Whoops, said it again. So, I want to talk about a few things tonight. I want to talk about the farb infantry training and an announcement for that. I'm going to talk about Doxiang Outpost 22, a little uh, update on MacArthur and something that came to light for us, and I'm going to have an interview with Todd and Steven about the Astar Offensive. All right, so to start off, the FIT or FARB Infantry Training event for April 20th at GZA was canceled. We just realized it was Easter weekend, so there was a big conflict there. And we tried rescheduling it, and nothing really worked, so we canceled it. If you're interested in doing an event like that, please contact me directly, uh, Liam, or message Bay. And we're kind of planning something smaller. I'm only giving it to you this information to you because you're listening to the podcast, but it's really like a private event, you know, invite only. But if you're really interested, let me know, and I'll give you the information. I was really looking forward to that event, but you know, we'll try this other event and see how it goes, and we'll try to get it a bigger one for uh, next year. So just uh, quickly to touch base on Doxie Yang, we're three months away. It's June 15th and 16th at Tolcom, Massachusetts. You know, anybody who's intimidated about not meeting the requirements and they want to be on the mic force. A GI impression that passed that Junction City last year is fine. Um, Mike Force uses a wide variety of uniforms, so regular ODs with a boonie hat. You're Mike Force. Uh, coming in the next few weeks, I'm gonna post an article on how to cover up the 173rd patch so you don't have to take it off because I know that's gonna be annoying if you have to. But I mean, you can easily look up what a Mike Force patch looked like and cover it yourself. But I'll try to give you a uh, a good how-to guide. If you want to wait for that, another thing, C.J. Pelosi, who's like our little craftsman in the base, you know, in the base staff. he's he actually created our tourniquets. He just sent me a prototype for a Mike Force scarf. And if anyone's interested in picking one up, we're gonna sell them for about twelve dollars. We'll let you know when it gets closer to the date, and you can pick them up at the event. So remember the date, June fifteenth and sixteenth at Tolcom, Massachusetts. That's Doxiang Outpost 22. So the next thing I want to talk about really quickly is Operation MacArthur, August fifteenth to the eighteenth at Tolcom. The real event starts the 16th. But you know, we're gonna be there early, like I said in the last podcast on the fifteenth. We're gonna try something new this year that we didn't do, and we really didn't enforce last year. But if you get there on the 16th after 2 p.m. or 1400 hours, you're considered late, and we really want to avoid having guys, you know, straggle in at all, all you know, all day into into Saturday morning. I understand it's you know it's three days, it's a commitment, but put in the you know put in the pay time off now, get the Friday off. Spend Friday morning getting there. If you, you know, if you can come Thursday, do it. You know, we'll have an immersive day also, and there'll be plenty to do. Really quick, well, another really quick thing I wanted to discuss about MacArthur is a few guys were messaging us saying that the the rucksack requirement was a little intimidating for them. I just want to assure you guys that if you want to go with the butt pack at the bare minimum you'll be fine you know we're reluctantly accepting Alice packs Alice medium is probably preferred but I mean if you're gonna spend the 50 60 bucks on that you can probably find a good deal on a more appropriate rucksack like the lightweight or the tropical lightweight even I guess an Arvin rucksack would be better which usually they usually go for a hundred bucks 82, 120 bucks. But yeah, don't don't not come because of that. If you have a bud pack, you know, they're twenty-five bucks, thirty bucks, you can go with that. Alright, guys, our next section for this episode is gonna be about the Astara offensive March 23rd at Cookies Chaos. Tickets are forty dollars. Right now, I have two guests with me that are going to be opt for for this event. We got Todd and Steven. Uh, How are you int- doing? Yeah, introduce yourself, guys. I'm Todd. So, I'm Steve. So, Todd and Steven uh, are staff on Anchor and Star who produce Vietnam games. They're hosting two games this summer. They have the Ted Offensive May 18th to the 19th at On Target Paintball in New Jersey. And then Indian Country, July 12th to the 14th, also at On Target Paintball in New Jersey. If you guys want to talk really quickly about those events, um, I know they're multi-day events. They really do get good numbers. So, uh, so what, do you, what are you guys going to do for that event, or any of those events? You have both of them.
0: Well, I mean, just kind of give everybody a little bit of taste of what it was like, patrols, hopefully some ambushes. You know, keep you on your toes. Um, just day in, day in, day out drudgery, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of what all of those events are trying to entail, and the reason why I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Todd, is that's what we're cu- we're trying to portray with this series, the Astara Offensive. And like I, and I, if you guys listen to the previous podcast, I mentioned that. The Ragnaroker series is kind of like our Vietnam in the winter when it's too cold to play Vietnam.
0: <laughs> no, I I did hear that and I liked the way that sounded. Right.
1: So, so for for um those for Indian country, that's your your big event for the summer. You guys are going as the Recon Force, right? right. You're going as first recon. recon. I'm actually going to be the NVA cadre, so I'll be up against you guys.
2: Ooh, so I didn't know two, that. It'd be a lot of sneaking Sneak around, around. Okay.
1: that of uh, that weekend.
2: So we will be ambushed
1: quite often. Well, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, hopefully you guys don't see me. And, and, you know, if you guys, if everyone's doing their job right, we won't see each other, to be
0: honest. True. That is true. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Tet Offensive this year is slated to be a 24-hour event, too, to, like, break everybody into the airsoft season.
1: As far as I remember, it was the Tet Offensive was the first traditional Vietnam event, like none of those training events. Um it was Ted Offensive, then Doxiang, then Indian Country, then Liberty Canyon, then uh, Operation MacArthur, and then Bravo Sixes event. Uh, holiday in Cambodia. Oh, and then I'm sorry, oh, Southern boring. Southern Front event. Southern Front Southern Front events has theirs. I think a week before uh, Bravo Sixes.
0: listen i bravo for
2: remembering all that yeah
1: i mean dude i run the east coast (laughs) nomsoft so i try to remember everything um okay well it's yeah it looks like that would be the opening
2: of the whole vietnam season yeah everyone's teeth cut yeah and for those interested in nomsoft to really come out and taste it
1: yeah it's probably actually a good intro event the
2: whole weekend of
1: it yeah it's probably a good intro event uh you know if you don't have all of your gear squared away as far as I remember the restrictions weren't as crazy as like Indian is gonna be so if you yeah, yeah
2: it's a little bit uh relaxed for the one day
1: right right so alright let's get back on topic let's talk about the Ostara offensive you oh, guys yeah. the so we did this this we started the series with Ankron Star about two years ago the first event I asked you guys to be the Op 4 force which is called the Fangs of Fenrir now my vision for the Fangs was 100% on spot by you guys. You know, I always talk you guys up whenever someone asks me about the event, and I was like, you know, those guys did exactly what I asked, like in, down to the clothes they wore, their tactics, everything. I like, and I always thank you guys for it. Much appreciated. And yeah, you, you guys are always my go to guys for that type of role. I wanted to talk about how. I mean I'm kinda of going back to Vietnam, but I really wanted to mention how Anchor and Star and Broken Arrow, we're all friends. We all work together on each other's events. There's a lot of crossover. So having you guys help out on this on this event is just awesome. You know,
0: I'm glad to have you guys Well it's a community. I mean we're you know, we're here to have fun and right. that's the purpose of this game. And you want a little of this, you want a little of that, we try and do it all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, like we all go to each other's events and we all make each other's dreams happen to these games. Like, we loved the Vietnam for the immersion, you know, getting all into character. And then you, I think CJ had parts in it too, like a Viking-themed game. We were all on that, get into a role and dive into it and really just be taken into a game. Not just, oh, let's go play Call of Duty, but like, yo, let's go play like a role-playing game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you guys have the beards for it too.
2: Beards always help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: So where do you guys, with the reboot and I, I'm assuming you guys I know Todd, you read the backstory, the new backstory where do you see the series going with the new format? So in case uh, listeners haven't really been up to speed on the new, the new Ragnaroker series and the reboot about the Vokland Island in the country where we basically went through uh, the Civil War already. So, Volkland now is one country. There's, there's no, like, Volkland Defense Force and, you know, Rukin Armed Forces. Now it's just one completely unified uh, country. And they're fighting an insurgency called the Fangs of Fenrir, who are guys, They're you know, they're environmental extremists, they're expatriates of the Rukin country. So, where do you guys see this series going as we build up from the first episode of this hopefully hopefully this this goes on for a few years like it did you know like the last one did
0: i do like the fact that you're able to just reboot reboot it that little tweak just kind of opens up a few more doors it changes things it gives us other options it gives us future ideas um it's just it's interesting you know like it's hard to say it's i don't want to give anything away i don't want to be like hey guess what, we're going to do this, or, you know, this is what we're planning on. Just kind of go with the flow. That's the beauty of the game. You know, I'm here to make sure you guys don't see me. You know, I mean, I want to make it interesting. I want to keep guys on their toes. And I'm sure Steven can say the same, even with his horn.
2: God, I love that horn. Yeah, I think that's one
0: of the things that makes
2: this a very unique game for the player that we have an upboard that we are brought on not to be a paying player to have our fun shooting, but to actually drive a story forward for the people who are paying for the game so that they can help be immersed in a game to where we will be cannon fodder, we will play out roles, we will roll into it, to where the not so immersive player can experience be like wow what is this that's going on and really be taken up in this game and be able to do all the fun root rootin' and shootin', shootin' that everyone wants to do while we could do the nitty gritty crawl through the mud though some people really love that um, and just really help the story go on and keep the game story driven instead of everyone just going becoming loose cannons trying to kill everybody by themselves
0: it's not your basic. Hey, you go shoot those guys and that's it. It's a little something extra,
1: right? That's something I wanted to stress with this series. It's not all about green versus tan, running and gunning, and go and shoot the bad guy. You're, everyone's going to have a set, um, set count of missions to accomplish,
0: and those missions may entail not firing your weapon at all. But you're still completing the missions for a reason. I always find those, those the most interesting because it's like you never know what's going to happen. And when you come home, when you're safe, you're like, I saw no action. And yet that was the most intense thing in the world.
1: Right. And that's what we that's really what we create with the Vietnam events. And that's the whole purpose of this series. That's what that's how it's, it really originated.
0: That's the beauty of, that's actually one of the reasons I'm actually very happy I got into the airsoft, was to play the, that was my first game, was a Vietnam yeah. game. Liberty Canyon, I don't even remember which one. But the the feeling that you don't know what's out there, anything can happen at any moment, and I love that. It Like, I tell guys at work, or I tell anybody who's interested, I give them that story, and I still get, like, the hairs on my arm raised a little bit. Like, I get excited, because it was just such an... Awesome feeling, and as up for, or as you know, a fang. That's my job. I want to be able to bring that to anybody who's playing, old or new. Like I want you to enjoy what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I think that's the beauty of this game too. Is that we take our experiences of the Vietnam events, the immersion of Vietnam events. And then transfer it into a modern setting, even though it's a uh island. Right. Um, but it's still a modern game, modern event, modern setting, to where it is more accessible for the people who aren't into Vietnam games but don't want to buy over here. Because we all know that that was an investment in our lives to get into it.
1: Exactly. That's point, uh, Steve. That's a great point. This series and this reboot was. We have standards for it, but it was. The standards are based around something that you can accomplish with a basic set of gear that any airsofter should have. You know, hiking boots, either multicam uniform or M81 woodland uniform, uh, plate carrier. As long as it's not black, pretty much it's fine. An AR platform weapon and any modern type helmet, and you, you're good to go. And the reason why we have those standards, which is not really seen in other Events, especially the local stuff, you know, the more serious events like Milsom West,
0: um, they can be daunting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it can be intimidating. The guys don't—they really don't go because they're afraid of not meeting the standards. We have the standards here, but they're not that tough to achieve. And we want—we, the the purpose of those is to look like a a standing organized army, not just a rabble of guys who are showing up to fight on Saturday and go home.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree that it does, and it's not like we're Nazis about it, but it really does help add the effect to a game when you walk in and everyone's got the same uniform. Yeah. Like, even Lion's Claw, when we did the Sprint Lace Factory, we all had practically all the same uniform as all of our teammates. And it really does help lend a semblance to a game when you're rolling and you realize your squad's all got the same uniform as you. It helps you get a little bit more into
0: it and also helps in the melee. Oh god, target identification is amazing.
1: (laughs) That was honestly so funny. That's gonna be the next post I make uh next week about target identification. And that's one of the reasons why we have those uniform standards. You see a guy multicam and you're in woodland you should know that he's, he's going to be on your team, which might be a little weird for most Yeah. You know, if you're wearing woodland, you're used to shooting guys in multicam. And if you're wearing multicam, you're used to shooting guys in woodland. In this event, I, th- I think um, maybe people are, are confused. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking about it now is we don't want people to be confused. We don't want people to be intimidated by the standards. It's pretty, they're pretty easy to meet, Right. If, if, in, in my opinion. Seems fair enough.
2: Yeah, you know, your basic airsoft kit. You need a green uniform and a tan uniform. Yeah. Back right there, that's your basic kit that I tell everybody always to get if you're getting into airsoft, because every game you play, you're going to need either green or
1: tan. Yeah, Figure it. if you're figuring this as a sport, that's your home and away uniform. I like it. All right, so as to the fangiest fangs, uh, what should players expect <laughs> from the fangs for this first event of the series. Uh, now, you guys in defense of these guys, they haven't really been privy too much of what the the storyline's going to be at the event, but I'll I'll rephrase the question. Based on your guys' experiences fangs in the last series, what do you guys what should players be expecting from the
0: fangs? The unexpected like that's fair i mean Uh, yeah uh, yeah yeah, uh enjoy it i would say uh, it's i see it's hard to like i got i got one word pluralized horns Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah those those could definitely uh those would be we, yeah, we'll definitely put those into use. Those, I mean, they'll always be into use.
1: Like, if anyone's played the Vietnam events, and we're always going to go back to the Vietnam events because it's really what we're trying to recreate just in the colder weather. It's, it's the whistles of the NVA and the Viet Cong. So at night when you're hearing whistles and stuff like that, that's kind of what we're recreating. Granted, this event is um, set during... It's only going to be a one-day event, but actually that's a good segue into... <laughs> My next point is we're trying to build up for a potential overnight sometime in the fall. We're still looking for a venue for that. So what we're really hoping is that you come to this event, you like it, and you're like, you know what, I can do 24 hours of this.
0: It'll give me a chance to test a few items that I'm kind of thinking and trying to figure out, especially if...
1: Yeah, I know Steven always complains about the weekend long stuff claiming that he's too old but deep down I know he enjoys it <laughs> well, he loves every hey, second I of it another bus coming by if you want to throw me under it <laughs> ironically that was where the last stand of the fangs what happened, what happened? Was it was in the bus, bus. <laughs> that was a good stand I should I enjoyed, actually... I enjoyed that bus. Honestly, Stephen, I got to get a rip of your uh, final speech and play it on this podcast because it was so funny, man. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that Beautiful was really good. ad-lib moment. Oh, no, I loved it, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, You guys are so good at um,
0: portraying what I visualized, the Fangs, when I came up with... Steven's really good at it. He loves oh, every second perfect, of it. He's, he enjoys it. He embraces it. I'm... I'm not as good as him. Maybe one day.
1: Yeah, well, this is actually my next question. Uh, why do you guys enjoy the series so much? I know we touched on it already. I know you guys are into the backstory like I am. I mean, I created the backstory, so obviously I'm into it. But I know Todd eats it up. He's always asking me, he's like, yo, in in this in this country, would they do this? And I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's based off of real histories of like Iceland and England during the Viking times, uh, Norway, Denmark. If you read the if you read the timeline,
0: it is a
1: rich history. We really created the world. It,
0: it's such a good timeline. I I've, I'm not gonna lie. I've read it twice, especially since you updated. I'm like I'm just gonna reread the whole thing, and I enjoyed every line of yeah, it. I mean,
1: I spent a lot of time like researching the history of that region. Of, you know, the North Sea and the Atlantic Ocean, and like would would this be believable if these if these people settled on an island between Iceland and England and I tried to make it believable um and the crazy thing is the the history is really there to set the the mood of the series you know we we'll, we've talked about doing like a like a 60s version of Ragnarok I know uh Roman if you're listening that's a shout out to you because you've asked me multiple times that we should do like a A 1960s Ragnarok, and try to make it fit everyone's gear there. So, interesting. I am brainstorming that. I'm I'm giving away a little too much right now. But if you (laughs) listen to the podcast, you earned it. You listen to us three idiots talk. You earned a secret inside scoop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say like my years of playing Dungeons
2: and Dragons role playing games, like to get into a character and a role is so much fun now my wife and i have been going to the ren fair for like three or four years together the last three we've been dressed up as like so it's just I, I love that time period and i love like lore like i love my epic fantasies like lord of the rings star wars all the background and history and it helps flush out a world and to me, that's what makes this game so easy to get into, is that you created a whole world. And like you created a history for this island. So, like, I can read this, and I can see how my character should be like, what my character's motives are going to be, how is he going to put
1: And that was my intention, really. That was... I, You know, I wanted you guys to read up on that, and you guys did, and you adopted it and made it your own. And, you know, I, I, like I said, you guys were perfect. You guys are perfect. I'll... I'll say it over and over again. You guys are perfect. <laughs> Thanks Fred Fenrir. Thank you. All right, Stephen, uh, one last thing. I want to talk about your leatherworking hobby that you've been growing. You may kill me for saying this, but growing into a little business.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I got um, my wife uh, kind of pushed me to get an Etsy started. She like, liked my stuff. For like, my groomsmen, I made different leather things for them. Like one got a pipe case one got like a little uh toiletry bag another got us uh, uh hangers for his uh, swords for the ren fair another one got a laptop case it's like this is really good you should really try selling this stuff so in october um i started up an etsy and the what's part the of that, etsy all name
1: yeah what's the etsy name i'm gonna i'll add uh-huh. it to the uh the write-up for the uh podcast it'll be on the podcast page but uh, Steven give a shout out to your Etsy page bro the Etsy page is called leather piper
2: um, I also have an Instagram where I post uh, photos of the leather stuff I do um, it, I've got like just a handful of things that I like creating um, key fobs uh, leather valet trays where you can store keys and stuff pipe rest um, I got some bracelets that I made up that I made for my wife couple people requested so i made a bunch of those and hopefully once uh i'm done with this uh show that i'm going to be doing this weekend i'm going to try my hand at some wallets and stuff what
0: what what show are you going to plug the show man come on on. Uh,
2: 1911
0: holsters too i i do enjoy your 1911 holster i'm not gonna lie thank you todd yeah uh steven what's the show you're going to this weekend
2: uh, this weekend will be the New York, New Jersey Pipe Show at
1: the Wyndham Garden Inn at Newark Airport. And what's the name of your booth? Uh, it will be the Leather Piper. All right. So, yeah, when are you making me uh, my SOG camera case? Um,
0: I'm, trying, I'm, I'm basically blowing <laughs> your <bottom> right now. <laughs> when
2: I get the camera in hand to make a case for
0: all right, it. All right, all Touche. right, all <laughs> right. Touche. Yeah. Right
1: all right, so, yeah, guys, I, I thank you for coming on. Hopefully, you guys had fun and want to come back. Thank you for having me. Todd us. lives close to me, so yeah. I'll try to get him on a few few more times.
0: Woo, Instagram? No. no we'll,
1: uh, you'll you'll be, be podcast Podcast Todd? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll uh, yeah. I'm trying all... to get you to
2: move down here, so maybe if you move out here, we could be closer. <laughs> eh, true.
1: Well, before um, before you guys sign off, we'll... I'll say this. Well, Todd, I'll, Todd and Steven, I'll get you guys on for possibly before Indian Country, and we can talk about Indian Country and preparing for that. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's – so, yeah, just a, another reminder. Ted Offensive, May 18th to the 19th at OTP in New Jersey, and then Indian Country July 12th to 14th um, on target paintball, same place. Their group is Anchor and Star Immersive Airsoft. Uh, I'm still pseudo, I, I can still consider myself pseudo staff for that.
2: <laughs> you still help us when we need it.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Todd just reminded me that we have the Metro Preseason Expo April 27th Please. at On Target Paintball. I know Broken Arrow is going to have a, a table and Anchor and & Stars is going to have a table. We actually plan on having working field phones connected to each other's tents. So if you guys want to talk to each other, sweet, we'll be talking to each other.
2: Oh, yeah. oh that's going to be a blast.
1: Yeah. And apparently there's going to be um, a prize if we catch the uh, furry potato with the patches, huh? Yeah, the plan is, I don't want to give too much away, but Rufio, the Boston Terrier, I don't know if you follow him or know about him. He was there at the last expo. He's, he comes to a few events. He'll be covered in patches and if you can catch his little ass, uh, you can take a patch off him.
0: Where's what's his Instagram? Because I know he's got one.
1: His Instagram is Rufio the Boston Terrier. <laughs> How original? <laughs> you probably heard him snoring or trying to bite Todd's feet in this uh, podcast. I had to
0: put my shoes back on. Yeah
1: He's a little jerk, but he's fun.
0: Sleeping. Stop.
1: Now he's eyeing me. Yeah. Well, we just we just mentioned his name. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming on and onto the show. all Yeah.
2: Thanks for having me, Liam.
1: This was great. Yeah. No. You guys are the best. It's a lot better than talking by myself.
0: Yes, I could see that. All
1: right, guys. Take care. Enjoy. So that was definitely fun uh, talking to two other people on this podcast like I've said before in the first one hopefully we can get some more guests onto the show hopefully more Bay guys now I'm saying hopefully too much so hopefully and basically I get out get that out of my system but yeah in the future hopefully more Bay guys can get onto the show and you know we'll talk about future events for the next podcast I plan to have another Bay of Bays guest on so that should help Mike, I'm calling you out. Get on the show. Hopefully you were listening on the live stream on the Bay F E N radio. If not, this will be available on the podcast page on the website baeairsoft.com. Have a good night, guys. Take care.